This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff, and today Aaron and I are going to be talking about mountain biking in the Beehive State, Utah. So Utah obviously has a lot of great mountain bike trails. Arguably, maybe some of the best mountain biking on the planet is in the state of Utah. Uh, and yet you don't see the Utah flag plastered all over bikes and t-shirts and stuff, which I always thought was funny. But anyway, we're going to be talking about some of the best trails to check out in Utah, and we're going to sort of organize this by different types of rides. So we're going to talk about some of the more iconic rides, talk about bike parks and some towns in Utah that you should definitely check out if you're into mountain biking. And then we'll also talk about some really scenic rides, winter rides, and even in-town rides or rides that are accessible to some of the bigger cities or for people just passing through. So I want to get started by talking about the iconic rides, the ones that everybody's heard about in the state of Utah. I actually, when we wrote the outline for this, I wrote down Porcupine Rim and somebody crossed it off. I think, was that you, Greg? Yeah, I crossed it off because uh, nobody rides just Porcupine Rim anymore. And if you still are doing that, you're doing it wrong because we now have the whole enchilada, which is basically a conglomeration of of trails that finishes on the porcupine rim so now you've got a ton of bonus so above porcupine rim going up from there you have uh, lps ups and then uh, several other trails including hazard county borough pass and essentially the whole enchilada becomes an almost 30 mile shuttle run off the top of uh, the lasalle mountains like all the way down to the river and it's it's frankly one of the best trails i've ridden the entire world over it drops about uh, 7,000 vertical feet from above tree line to ending in the low desert and it goes through just about everything along the way from again that uh, above tree line to high alpine pine forests alpine aspen groves meadows scrub oak high desert riding with cacti and views off the rim and then eventually ending in the low desert on Porcupine Rim. So if you're going to ride Porcupine Rim, you might as well just do as much of that shuttle ride as you can. But do note that this trail is no joke. It is extremely technical in places and, and very, very challenging. And even the most accomplished mountain bikers will generally like walk a section or two. So yeah, it's, it's not beginner friendly, but if you're okay with walking and okay with taking your time, it's, it's a must do for most people. Yeah, this is the ride to do in Moab. Uh, you, as Greg mentioned, you get to see and experience a little bit of everything on your way down in a relatively short ride. You know, it's just under 30 miles. So the different you know, climate zones you get to go through and the different trail surfaces you'll see in that 30 miles is is really impressive. As Greg said, you need, you'll need to arrange a shuttle for that and it's best to leave that up to, you know, one of the local shops or shuttle operators. There's no shortage of them in Moab. So just, you know, do a Google search for, for Moab shuttles and you'll get a ton of results. And it's about $30 per person to get up to Borough Pass, but you know, that'd be a, it's a, be a deal at twice the price. 
How long is the like van ride up to the top? Pretty good. It's probably the better part of an hour to get you all the way up to Borough Pass because um, it's a you know you have to drive out of Moab and then kind of up this winding road and then onto gravel road. So it, it takes a little bit. So it's not something you'd want to try to arrange for yourself unless you just had if you had you know some someone in your group that wasn't riding and could just drop you off. You wouldn't want to try to park like a car at both ends because you'll be spending all day driving back and forth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely just for ease of logistics i would leave it up to one of the local one of the local shops or operators to take you up there yeah so another iconic ride also in moab is slick rock what can you guys tell us about that one so you got to check slick rock off the list it is uh, one of sort of the original mountain bike trails um because it was you know there's a four by four zone in the area and the slick rock, slick rock single track was also originally used by motos and now there's a mountain bike specific route, but the landscape and the surface is absolutely surreal. It feels like you're riding on the moon and, uh, and people have been testing their metal on slick rock since the early eighties on mountain bikes. So it's just something you got to do, but I will say that the novelty fades pretty quickly. And honestly, you're not likely to ride it more than once. I've ridden it twice and, uh, I've got no desire to really ever do it again. So. Not my favorite thing. <laughs> no, I totally agree with with all that. You know, it, it like Greg said, it's probably one of the oldest trails, mountain bike trails in Moab, and it's probably the best well known. I mean, still, um, you know, I know when I was, you know, coming up as a rider, like in the early two thousands, it was always oh, slick rock. You gotta go check out slick rock. But honestly, it sucks. It's not. It's not that much fun. the The novelty fades extremely fast once you. Once you do it, you know, once you get over like the first couple humps, you've, you, that's the whole trail. Like it's just that you go straight up the slick rock, which is cool because you can climb these insane grades because you have, you, you just have such good traction on the slick rock. And then you bomb down the other side straight into like a foot deep sandy wash. <laughs> and then you go up the next super steep climb. And it's just that over and over and over and over again. So yeah, if you feel like you, you need to, you know, cause I mean, Moab is a, a mecca for mountain biking. So if you feel like you have to go there and you, you've got to, got to check it off your list and do it. But I mean, it's nowhere close to the best trail in Moab at all by any means. So, you know, if you've got a compressed schedule and you're trying to hit like the best stuff in Moab, skip it. Yeah, this brings up an interesting point, too, about what makes a trail iconic. And maybe, you know, in a lot of cases, it might not be because it's the best trail or it's the most fun. But, you know. Yeah, it's just old. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, right. I mean, there's there's a bike named after it, right? Who had the Slick Rock? Somebody. Somebody used to make a bike called Slick Rock. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> I think it is, right, because they had the Moab. They, they have did, a Schwinn yeah. Moab. Yeah, I mean, I'm, same as you. In, in the 90s, too, that was the thing, you know, that was like, the goal was to one day ride Slick Rock in Moab, you know. So it's got a reputation, and so that's kind of what makes it iconic. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best trail ever. So moving on to our list, I put Gooseberry Mesa on there, um, and that one's located near St. George, uh, near Hurricane or Hurricane. I think they actually say a Hurricane there, just like the race. I made that mistake when I was there. But anyway, yeah. So Gooseberry Mesa is well known mostly for the views there again the trail itself in in my opinion is not that exciting it's a lot of 
sort of rolling terrain uh, over like some rock formations with some dirt and sand in between them uh, and like a bunch of scrub oak and scrub brush. But but yeah, you get awesome views of Zion National Park, uh, which is what makes it a lot of fun. And then also there are wild tarantulas there. I saw a bunch of tarantulas like walking <laughs> around. So that was pretty cool. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't really have a desire to do that one again either. But uh, it's definitely iconic ride. Yeah, and uh, if you're in that area, go check out Zion National Park. It is not to be missed. It's probably my favorite national park that I've been to in, in Utah. So if you're over that way, check it out. So, Greg, I noticed you had a few more on the list of iconic rides in Utah. What, what else you got for us? Another iconic ride, sort of switching gears from the desert to the mountains, is the Wasatch Crest Trail. And this is located between Park City, Utah, and Salt Lake City. And the, the core of the trail goes along the crest of the mountain. So um, it is high alpine, like sort of um, right around tree line with beautiful views in all directions. And then uh, you can actually choose which way you descend. You can either descend towards Park City on a variety of trails, or you can descend off the other side of the mountains towards Salt Lake City. And it's a truly incredible ride. It had been on my hit list for years, and I finally got to check it off, and it was almost everything I hoped it would be. The descent off the crest wasn't quite what I had hoped it would be. Um, like, it wasn't a super gnarly, like, long, like, epic, brutal descent. It It's really an XC or trail ride and not, like, a, an enduro ride, if you will. I know. Uh, we bandy that term around, but yeah, so it's, it's not super, uh, it's not super technical, which can be a good thing. You know, it's just beautiful and it's just good single track and good riding. One other, uh, epic trail or rather probably iconic trail in the sense that I haven't ridden this one yet. It's still on my bucket list, but I've heard mixed reviews on how good the trail itself actually is, but a uh, Thunder Mountain in Red Canyon, which is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Like this isn't Red Canyon area isn't necessarily like a destination. This is just like one of those singular trails that supposedly you have to go ride partially because there's some really cool dirt and rock features. Um, I think they call them woodoos or voodoos or something of that nature. Um, along the hoodoos, hoodoos, hoodoos. those are the ones. Have you guys written this, ridden this trail before? No, no, I mean, so we haven't ridden it, but have heard good things. And again, this has been around for a long time, so it's still on my to do list. And then, yeah, there's one more that you had, the Red Bull Rampage. Definitely not one that everybody sh could ride, but certainly seems like a, an interesting place to visit, right? Yeah, I mean, we can't, you know, do, we can't talk about mountain biking in Utah without mentioning that Red Bull Rampage uh, takes place outside of Virgin, Utah every October. And uh, they have this massive free ride zone on private land that they use to build all their lines. And, uh, and if, you know, you've likely seen, Red Bull Rampage footage, even if you don't know it. And, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. And there are several free ride lines, uh, in that general area that look like a ton of fun. Uh, but remember that the videos always make the features look smaller. Yes. That's sage advice. So switching gears a little bit to talk about bike parks. So there are a few bike parks in the state of Utah. Most of them are in Park City. Greg, you visited there. Once or twice, I think, right? What, what's your favorite bike park? Yeah, I've been a few times, and I think easily the best bike park in Park City is the Canyons. And um, they have really focused on building their downhill 
and free ride um, stuff in the park to the point where I, I really can't ride most of it. So it's pretty, pretty intense. But some of the other parks in the area are a little more mellow and have some uh, easier lines. And for, one is Deer Valley. And they're working pretty hard to improve their bike park. It's not still as good as Canyons, but it's a little bit better for me where I'm not going to be riding like massive booters and huge gap jumps. So I appreciated sort of the level of stuff at Deer Valley. Well, right on. Okay. So what about all day backcountry adventure rides, getting away from civilization in the bike parks and really getting out there? What are some good choices for that in the state of Utah? So the first one I want to bring up, I again, I haven't ridden myself, but uh, John Fish, one of our contributors, has a great ride report of it on the website in his article titled uh, Spring Break Single Track Trek, the sequel, part one, Green River Greenhorns. And so this trail is Goodwater Rim in Green River, Utah. And just to get to this trail, it takes many miles of back roads, driving, some of it requiring high clearance in a 4x4 vehicle, to even access the trailhead. And then from there, um, you're in for at least a 22-mile uh, loop, if not more, uh, if you want to add some bonus miles of uh, backcountry riding with incredible views just of this massive canyon uh, in the middle of the desert in a place that you might not consider it. Because if you've ever driven through Green River, you like see this little town on the interstate, and you're like, man, we are in the middle of nowhere. And so then if you travel from the middle of nowhere to more the middle of nowhere. This, I think, is the definition of a backcountry desert ride for sure. Yeah, so getting back over to Moab, there's also another ride there called the White Rim Trail. It's a little over 100 miles, I think, in the loop. Um, and it's a ride that is pretty remote and inaccessible, so much so that uh, you need a permit to ride there. There's only a certain number of people that are allowed to do the ride every week or weekend, or I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure how the permitting process works, but people will typically ride it over the course of a couple of days. Um, and the scenery is just supposed to be otherworldly out there. Um, a lot of people have that ride on their bucket list. Um, and then some crazy people actually do it all at once. They just ride the whole loop, you know, in a day. So that's definitely one to check out if you're looking to really get out there in a remote area in Utah. So this uh, last ride I want to mention isn't necessarily like super remote. It's uh, just out of Moab, but this whole zone you really have to pedal. So you can't like take a shuttle, you know, you're earning all of your turns. And that's a Massaback area. And most people have heard of a Massaback. And as well, the trails have been added there, including specifically Captain Ahab. But you can put together a full day of riding in Moab in this massive back area. A good double loop to do is to climb High Masa and then come down Captain Ahab and go back up High Masa to massive back to Pothole Arch and then come down the other side of this system, which is Rock Stacker, which is, that's crazy. Be careful there. And, uh, and then Jackson's Trail. <laughs> and if you do that figure eight loop, I mean, you're talking a solid day of earning your turns and pedaling up the mountain. So it's not quite as remote as the other two rides, but I think it's a, a worthy one to mention in this podcast. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool ride. So moving from backcountry rides that are out in the middle of nowhere to accessible rides. So we know a lot of people are traveling for work or visiting family or doing things like that, and they may want to just hit a trail real quick 
wherever they are in the state of Utah. So what are some trails that you guys know of that are easily accessible from a town or from a highway? The brand trail system in Moab is really accessible from town. I mean, it's just, you know, probably eight or nine miles up the highway, just north of Moab. And there's actually a bike path that runs all the way from town. So if you if you wanted to get some extra mileage in, you could ride the the eight miles or so on the bike path and then go out there to the trail system. And um, it's a really cool trail system. We got to ride uh, a few of the trails when I was, when we were out there for uh, outer bike just last week. And there's a wide variety of stuff there from, you know, kind of like fast and flowy and pedally to some chunkier technical sections and even some really legit, probably black diamond riding that uh, we didn't get the chance to check out just because it was way at the other end of the the trail system. But um, yes, that one's really good. You could, you know, you could go out there and ride as, you know, it's a quick drive from town or if you wanted to make a a longer day out of it, you know, get up early and ride the bike path out there and then ride some trail. And the nice thing is the bike path is pretty much downhill going back into town. So you'd, uh, you'd get to get to coast a good portion of that when you're all worn out at the end of the day. Another easily accessible one in Moab is the Pipeline Trail. And that basically runs and parallels the entire town of Moab and uh, the parallels the highway. And it's basically just like right behind the houses in the first uh, set of rocks in the hills. And uh, it's like a big point-to-point trail. You can loop it with the road or do an out and back. And that you can pedal from basically uh, any hotel in Moab. But despite it being so close, it's, it's not an easy little ride. It's, uh, you know, like definitely upper intermediate with some good rock features to play on. So that one's a, a quick evening hit if you've got more time and you're already back at the hotel. Yeah, so I had a few rides on my list uh, starting in Salt Lake City. So that's obviously the biggest city in Utah, huge airport there. Um, so a lot of people are, are coming in and out of the city, but right in town or just outside of town is the Bonneville Shoreline Trail. And this is a trail that sort of follows the shoreline of the Great Salt Lake uh, right there in town. And there are a lot of single track options along the way on that trail. Um, I haven't ridden it myself, but we definitely have a lot of good info about it on single tracks. Um, and the photos look, they look pretty awesome uh, for, you know, in town riding. So that's one I would definitely recommend checking out. Um, that's one that I would check out too, if I were, you know, traveling to Salt Lake. And then in Park City, uh, which isn't far from Salt Lake, it's about a 30 or 40 minute drive uh, up the interstate, up I-80. When you get off at Park City, the interstate exit there, if, if you're heading from Salt Lake, you're going to take a right to go to Park City. But if you go left, within a mile or so, there's a trailhead for a trail called Flying Dog. And it's actually a really fun trail. It's kind of tucked behind a neighborhood, but it quickly gets out, you know, pretty far into the hills and there's a lot of, it's got trees and it's, it's a pretty awesome trail for sure to do that loop. And then if you're driving on Interstate 15, like outside of Las Vegas, actually. So if you're heading north from Vegas uh, and you're going through St. George, a really easy ride to hit is a trail called Church Rocks. And it's literally get off the interstate and you actually drive back under the interstate, like on this little dirt road and park. I mean, within a couple hundred yards of the highway there, 
Um, and the trail sort of parallels the highway and traverses some really cool rock features and stuff. Um, there's definitely highway noise there, but you know, that's what you get for having such a convenient ride right there off the interstate. Now, the final one I threw on this list is a trail system called Corner Canyon. And this is in the Salt Lake area, but if I've got my Utah geography correct, it's sort of like the southern end of the Salt Lake Valley there in a town called Draper. And supposedly, uh, again, I haven't been here yet, but according to all the people I've talked to that have, uh, they rave about the trails here. So you pedal out of the neighborhood if you live in Draper, you ride from home, um, but the trail system is supposed to be pretty exceptional for where it's located. So if I get some spare time in Salt Lake, that's probably where I'm heading next. Right on. Well, for people who are planning a trip specifically to Utah for mountain biking, what are some good towns to set up base camp? Well, obviously Moab, as we've mentioned several times, uh, is, is the place to go in Utah. You know, there's, there's several hotels there in Moab and I actually noticed a couple were under construction when we were there for outer bike. You want to be sure to, you know, reserve your room early because, you know, Moab isn't just a Mecca for mountain bikers. It's for every sort of outdoor activity. So it originally kind of started as a Jeep and four by four Mecca and then mountain bikes came, but now it's, I mean, it's everything. You've got, you know, motorcycles and you've got side by sides and you've got rock climbers. You've got people that are hiking. You've got boaters because the Colorado River's right there. So yeah, if the weather's good, any type of outdoor activity is going to be going on there. So keep that in mind uh, when you're, when you're looking to make a reservation. There's also tons of places to camp. Although, you know, the spots that are closest to town are going to get snatched up pretty quickly. But if you don't mind roughing it and you don't mind having a little bit of a drive into town, you can get a pretty incredible camp spot all to yourself, you know, a 20 minute or so drive out of town. If you're heading to Utah in midsummer, you know, you're going to want to avoid the desert. And to get up high in the mountains where it's nice and cool and you've got some good riding, the place to go is Park City. And we mentioned a few rides there already. But that, the entire region is just a, a mountain biking mecca. So it's the first gold level IMBA ride center when IMBA rolled out that designation and for good reason because it has just about everything you could want in a, in a mountain town. So everything from high alpine single track to all this DH stuff we're talking about, bike parks, jump lines, uh, XC stuff, stuff to ride from town, stuff to go out far. Park City is the place to go. And uh, interestingly, during the summer, uh, you know, you'll have some tourist traffic, but it's not like Moab where you have all different types of people. It's mainly mountain bikers and the occasional tourists. So bikes all over that place. Yeah. And while Park City and Moab, I mean, they're really a, in a league of their own in terms of base camp towns in Utah. But I feel like we should also mention St. George, probably just for the fact that it's a wash in single track. I mean, it's all over the place. There are really cool trails that are worth riding. But the town itself is not really, you know, like a tourist place. I mean, there, there are motels and hotels and stuff. Um, but it's Lee and I visited there several years ago um, and stayed for a few days. And it's kind of like a family town. You know, I mean, it's a place where people live and you don't see a lot of tourists there, let's put it that way. But there are a good couple of bike shops in town. Uh, Red Rock Bicycles will hook you up there for sure and show you where you need to go. But again, it's not a destination in the same way that Moab and Park City are. 
So another place that we haven't really talked about much is uh, Vernal, Utah. And I don't think we've discussed it much because uh, none of us here have written it personally. But uh, John Fish, one of our contributors, has been there. And he speaks very highly of Vernal. And you can look for his trail reviews from there on single tracks. And it's called uh, Comfortably Numb in Vernal, uh, Parts 1 and 2. It's from 2014. And supposedly there's some great trail to be had in Vernal. Uh, but again, sort of similar to St. George, it's not well developed for tourism. Basically, the town is owned by, I see you zoned in quotations, but by like oil uh, extraction. So there are oil rigs all over the place there. And actually some of the iconic rides in Vernal that everybody raves about that could become a good tourist attraction, uh, have been threatened by oil exploitation. And, uh, and so there's, there's an ongoing battle there. So if you want to join the fight and see what the fight's about, you know, it might be worth checking out those trails and having your stay. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Vernal. I remember many years ago when they started building trails, they were naming a lot of the trails for characters from The Simpsons. Uh, so they're all like, I don't know if that's still a thing or if they've like made it a little <coughs> more official. But uh, yeah, I thought that was always a cool, cool thing they were doing. All right. So what about scenic trails? Trails that you're riding really for the views. Utah's definitely got a lot of them. So we've mentioned a few. Uh, the Wasatch Crest, which we talked about earlier, I mean, that is, that's all about the views. And once you're on top of that ridge, you can look into Park City. And then you can also look the other way towards, I'm going to get my canyons wrong because there's Big Cottonwood and Little Cottonwood Canyon. I want to say you're going to be looking into Big Cottonwood Canyon. And then Little Cottonwood Canyon is the next canyon over. But so you can see uh, several ski resorts and just this uh, just beautiful range upon range of uh, the Wasatch Mountains and it is totally worth it. One in Moab that we haven't talked about yet, which I also still haven't ridden, is the Top of the World Trail. And with a name like that, you can imagine what kind of views you'll get. But check it out on single tracks and just look at some of the pictures that have been posted. It's absolutely stunning. Um, but from everything we've, I've heard at least, um, this trail is worth doing mainly for those views in that photo op at the top. Yeah, I would add, uh, the Amasa back area, which we mentioned as well. It has some really amazing views. You start off the ride and you're kind of surrounded by these towering, just sheer red cliffs. And then as you climb up high Masa, you get to start to see like over those cliffs and you start to see some of these like lighter colored, like yellowish, uh, sandstone hoodoos. And then once you reach the near the top of Captain Ahab, um, you're right on the rim of this massive canyon, which is crazy because like you don't realize how high up you are. And then you know you're just riding up the trail, and then you're like, oh shit, there's like a thousand foot drop into this canyon below. So that's that's a really beautiful area. And um, another area in Moab which we haven't mentioned yet, and I've not ridden but I hear has amazing views is the uh, a dead horse point in that's a state park. I guess what does that be kind of like West of Northwest of Moab. And it takes a little bit of driving to get out there and the riding apparently is really fun. Uh, just very pedally, but nothing, you know, nothing crazy, nothing technical like you'll find in a lot of the other trail systems in Moab. It's a great place to take a beginner rider or if you just want a chill ride, or if you got a single speed or something like that. And yeah, it's just apparently just amazing high desert prairie views. So that that could be one to check out as well. Yeah, hopefully, you know, as we're going through these lists, 
uh, becomes clear why Moab is such a special place. You know, every one of these categories, it seems we've got at least one Moab trail on there. So, you know, not only are the trails awesome, but you've got the scenery and, you know, all the amenities that mountain bikers need and all of that stuff. Um, and Moab is, is truly makes it a unique place. Um, I don't know if Greg mentioned it earlier, but we, I think it was, was it last year when we did our first mountain bike state capitals of the United States? Uh, we went ahead and decided to crown Moab the mountain bike capital of the United States. So it's, the, it's the Washington DC of mountain biking. And again, yeah, there's really no comparison to it. You know, it's, it's truly a, a really awesome place to ride your bike. I would definitely agree with that. You know, we just went recently, as I mentioned, and it had been a couple of years since I've been there and the trails just get better. They just keep adding more trails. You know, more people are definitely finding out about it, which is, uh, which is cool. You know, the town is booming, uh, right now. So I think that's a, it's a good thing. But yeah, the, you know, a lot of people, they think of the, the really gnarly when, when people start talking about Moab, they think of, you know, sheer drops to your death if you don't choose the very right line and crazy hucks and rock rolls. But there are trails there for every skill level. So that's kind of that's what makes it a cool destination as well, that it's not it's not just for one type of rider. You know, anybody, almost any level of mountain biker can go there and find a trail that they're going to have a good time on. All right. So we got another category and I'm pretty sure Moab's going to be mentioned <laughs> in it as well. But what are some good shuttle rides or descents uh, to do in the state of Utah? Well, obviously, as we mentioned, the whole enchilada. I mean, you got to you got to do that one. So, yeah. And that's the you know, I haven't ridden uh, very much in Utah apart from Moab. So uh, that's really all the input I have on that. But as Greg said, I mean, it's one of his favorite trails in the entire world. So that should tell you something. Yeah. And I'll also mention in Park City, uh, there are a number of resorts all there right in town that run their lifts in the summer. So we mentioned Canyons Bike Park um, and also Deer Valley, but the Park City Mountain Resort runs their lifts as well in the summer to access some of the more backcountry trails. So you can use those lifts to basically shuttle you up and, you know, have a nice fun descent down on some pretty tame but scenic single track. So that's an option as well. And finally, we've mentioned the Wasatch Crest a few times. You know, that's best done as a shuttle, but you don't necessarily do it for the descent unless you pick your route properly. If you come down through the Canyons Resort, um, you can basically hit the entire Canyons Resort from the crest, uh, and that's a pretty sick descent. And I will mention with, at Park City Mountain Resort, Again, these trails are sort of backcountry-ish, but like exactly how gnarly they are, it depends a bit on what you choose. Like there's a few um, more techie, um, challenging lines in that zone that are well worth it. And even if the lifts aren't running yet or they've stopped for the season or something of that nature, you can often uh, self-shuttle those trails with vehicles using uh, the nearby uh, highway or rather the road that goes up to the top of the pass. So you can also shuttle that stuff if you don't want to buy a ticket or whatever the case may be. Okay. And finally, our least favorite season of the year, winter. There's still mountain biking to be had in Utah in the winter, right? What are some good places to check out if you happen to be in the state during the colder months? Well, there's Moab. <laughs> Shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so we're just in Moab again, uh, as Aaron was saying, and the LaSalle mountains are, we're covered in snow. Uh, we got several feet of snow here in Colorado while 
I was gone, uh, but we had amazing riding in Moab. It was it was great. In Moab, can get snow, it can get cold, uh, but you check the forecast and you can hit it right. And finally, the last one to mention, which we've already talked about, is uh, again St. George and Hurricane Hurricane rather are, uh, but they're even further south than Moab, so they're just basically right above the Arizona border. So again, it's about as far south as you can get in Utah, and uh, that's definitely desert riding to the max there. Yeah, St. George is uh, uh, things like an hour, an hour and a half north of Las Vegas. So if you can imagine how hot and dry Vegas is, it's it's similar to that. So yeah, definitely, generally is going to be pretty dry throughout the year. But for the places that aren't, there's still fat bikes. So no excuses to not ride in the wintertime in Utah or anywhere else anymore. Well, this has been a great discussion about mountain bike trails in Utah. A little heavy on Moab, but that's the nature of mountain biking in Utah. Remember, if you're enjoying the Single Tracks podcast, to rate us in the iTunes store or in the Android Play store. Help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Peace.